On this episode of the Hoop Scoop, brought to you by the Quick Takes Podcast Network, we get into breaking down the first round of the NBA playoffs. Should be a good one here. Lots of hot takes being thrown around. So, buckle up. Here we go. We're back for another episode of the Hoop Scoop. Uh, we finally officially have reached the end of the regular season. So Cole, Sam, PJ, we are now looking at the playoffs. Um, no one's playing today. The playoffs start tomorrow. So we just want to get everyone's take on each uh, first round matchup. So I guess we can start in the East, starting with the Bucks and the Magic. Not a very uh, exciting series, but what do you guys think of that one? Is there anything worth even watching that one for? No, not at all. I think it's an easy four sweep for the Bucks there. I totally agree with that. Um, you know, Magic really have no answers. Remember last year when they faced Toronto and they got like one game out of them? Because I think mm-hmm. like DJ yeah. Augustine. Uh, like, yeah, he hit the game winner. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like they're going to get like one game. But if not, then I yeah. think it will go to five games. Yeah, I just don't think they, they have like even a chance of winning one game. They're just too far, yeah. too yeah. far behind. They're, they're yeah. too dominant. Yeah, and then going on to the two seed with the Raptors, they're going to be playing the Nets. Same thing. Do you guys see like the chance the Nets even put up a fight in that series? Uh, I, I see it as a five-game series there. I, I think they'll get one game in uh, the Nets because I think Karis LeVert will just have some freakish like 45-point night. And then the Raptors are, are just too good of a team. They're too deep. But, I mean, it's it's strange to see the Raptors as a 2C because theoretically they don't have like one bygone star. I guess you could consider Lowry a star, but I don't know. It, it's just interesting to see that they're that high-seeded. But I still think the Raptors are a way better team. So five series, five games, uh, Raptors winning um, four to one. Yeah, uh, I honestly I wouldn't be surprised if if the Nets got uh, two games out of them because after watching you know the fight that uh, they put up with the Trailblazers the other night, um, you know they they definitely have they definitely have it in them. Um, but the Raptors are a good team too, so I wouldn't be surprised it would be in. Um, Five, like five or six, if the Raptors would take them, but ultimately they're definitely going to win. Yeah, I, I agree too. I do feel like it will go to five games. It, it just, it's surely out the fact that Brooklyn really doesn't have that number two guy. Like they care as the bird, but other than that, they don't really have that much going for them. And so uh, I don't think that Jared Allen is really going to, because Jared Allen is it, not really proven to be a, a great defensive anchor mm-hmm. so far in the bubble. And so I, I just don't see him really putting them over the hump in that one. So I do feel like uh, it will go to five games. But uh, also, like, the Raptors don't, based on what Cole was saying, the Raptors don't have that uh, go-to score. So that could fiddle off for them. But I, I, I'm i going to go with uh, Toronto in uh, five games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think Karis LeVert has definitely, like, earned, like, respect for himself going forward. Like, if the Nets want to, like, keep him with Kyrie and Durant, he could be, like, a great third option. Or if, like, they want to go a different way, if they think, like, that's too many guys who need the ball at once. They could trade him for a lot because yeah. he made um what he made second team All NBA for the for the bubble like yeah. return. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, same thing. The only difference between the Nets and the Magic, I think, is like the Nets like I think have like way more fight in them. I feel mm-hmm. like the Magic mm-hmm. are gonna get like blown out and then just kind of like roll over and like not yeah. even make it like competitive. Whereas the Nets like no matter what, they're always gonna like give you a good game at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but same, I'm, I'm I'd say uh, Raptors in five for that one. Going on to the Three seed with our hometown Boston Celtics. They're taking on the Sixers. This could have been an absolute dogfight if Mm -hmm. uh, Ben Simmons was playing. Him not being active for the whole first round really puts a damper on it. But the Sixers still have the chance to make some noise with Justin B. Do you guys see that being like a competitive series? 
Uh, I see being competitive game to game, but I think once you start getting into the um, the second half of the games and you start testing some of the bench play from the 76ers, I, I think the Celtics are just too deep and there's too many options for them to score. And I think they're actually very motivated with Kemba Walker at the helm. And I think they see this as, a, as an East that they could easily chip into the Eastern Conference Finals too and probably make a the best concerted run against the Bucks, So I'm actually going to go four game sweep against the 76ers. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Uh, I mean, I can, I, I can see that. Um, I mean, Celtics definitely are a strong team, especially when everyone's playing well together. Um, but you know, it, it's always, like you said, it's like always a dog fight with them. Um, and but yeah definitely Celtics are going to be moving past them if not in four games and in five I got the Celtics uh beating them in five games uh we we've seen in the past especially in the bubble so far uh the Celtics can go absolutely ballistic in the second half mm-hmm. I, just, oh, yeah. I just feel like over time I, I saw some of the some of those 76ers games and they were like really really close but like there was times where they were like just like dragging each other like like where they had like no answers on defense and they couldn't score the ball Mm-hmm. I do feel like the, the loss of Ben Simmons is really going to hurt them, even though he's not going to put up like 25. And also, how healthy is Joel Embiid? How healthy I mean, is that, that is Not 100%. 100%. No, not mm-hmm. at all. I mean, if, it, if it's, an, it's an Achilles, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, that's, that's tough. Um, isn't that how uh, Durant injured his, his last yeah. year in the finals? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, how I mean, Kobe uh, ended his career, yeah. Yeah. Cousins, too. Yeah. It's not to be messed with, yeah. It's true. What about you, Jake? Where do you see the series going? I do think they'll they'll um they'll make. I think I think it's going to be a short series, like you said, Cole. But like within the games, I don't think there'll be many times the Celtics like run away by twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was listening to Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer talking about it, and he brought up a really good point that this is like the perfect chance for Embiid. Um, it's completely his team now. There's not even like a second like guy that's kind of like sharing the offense the offense is running around him and it's going to be kind of a great test to see like if you can still like compete with like a complete post guy as your like best player mm. so you know, a lot of teams are not like ran through like a big man and the ones that are some of them aren't really good like for instance the Timberwolves but um Embiid Embiid like the thing about him is like he's so not inconsistent but you don't know what you're going to get like at his peak he can be a top five player because he'll he'll have games where he puts up like 30 points like 15 rebounds but can he do that consistently every other night playing like 40 minutes a game at playoff intensity uh i don't i don't think he'll like be able to do that at the level they need him to every night mm-hmm. i don't think he'll ever play bad but i just don't think he has enough on his own to carry that team so i'll say celtics and five also quick aside before we get into the uh, next question here do you think jason tatum is gonna have a better series than joel Embiid? I, I think I think he might play better, but like I think Embiid's stats will definitely pop out more just because how much usage he's going to get and how much time mm-hmm. and like a, and he's going to be getting. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that too. I feel like Embiid is going to have more points, but I feel like like Tatum Tatum is going to make more of like an impact, like like on like the Celtics side compared to, compared to Embiid on on his team. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 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 going to be it's going to be fun to see uh, Tatum and everybody in playoff playoff form because we're so close to it now. Yep. Uh, honestly, for any team, for that matter. Yeah, and uh, lastly, before we go on to it, I think the reason the Celtics are going to win is just because they can push the pressure and push the tempo, and I think they're just going to run those guys out the gym. All right, Jake, yeah. next series. So the last one we got in the East is the 4-5 matchup. It's going to be the Heat as the four taking on the Pacers, and mm-hmm. we got the little 
rivalry, if you want to call it that, between Butler and Warren. Um, <laughs> they had a regular season game, their first rematch since that little scuffle, and Warren did not play well. The Heat won. Do you guys see it going that way, or can the Pacers push the Heat at all in the series? I think it's going to be a six-game series, Heat coming out on top. Hmm. Really? You think it's going to actually be six? Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking that the Heat could do it in five just because they have more intensity. And, I mean, just from seeing the other game um, that they just played with each other, uh, the Pacers kind of didn't really have, um, you know, a lot, a lot going for them. So I say Heat in five. Out of all the out of all the games that we just named so far, I think this is probably gonna be the most intriguing series due to the fact of uh, what we saw from T.J. Warren. Uh, obviously, the, what you guys just talked about when uh, they faced out against each other recently, when T.J. Warren had like 15 points, they got there. He was going absolute ham mode. Yeah, but, uh, but they I, still won. The Indiana Pacers still won 109 yeah. to 92. So Did I they? still. Mm-hmm. Huh. I still got this going to five in Miami's favor due to the fact that I don't think T.J. Warren can put all the load on, on himself. I feel like Butler is going to be on him the whole entire game. They don't have Sabonis anymore. Uh, That's a big is, is, is still like not doing as well as people thought he would. Still, I I, I just don't think that uh, that's going to help them in the situation. So I got Miami at five. But to be yeah. fair, the Heat um, played their backup guys. I mean, to put in perspective, Udonis Haslam played twenty four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> How old is that man? Like like thirty eight, thirty nine? Still? No, no, he's uh, from he's, the NBA uh, Museum Edition. <laughs> nice. He's actually Jawan, forty. Wow. Jawan he's Howard. He's the he's the oldest in the league now. I'm pretty sure. Oh. Nice. Probably playing because wow. yeah, because it was. I, I I always forget he's actually still a player. Yeah, yeah. I know, literally. <laughs> Apparently he's like the all-time good good locker room guy. I guess. I guess yeah, that's why yeah. he keeps getting. Yeah, he, yeah. I I went to Miami like a f- like a few years ago, and they're actually selling Udonis Haslam jerseys. That was probably the first time I've ever seen a number forty Udonis Haslam jersey like in the <laughs> NBA store before. He's like Mr. Florida himself. He went to uh, yeah. the Gators. He was born in Miami and plays in Miami Heat. So apparently, he's like his Miami following, his Miami connections are just out the wazoo. That's like Florida. <laughs> jit. That's actually pretty sweet. Yeah, he's been, there. he's been there. He's like a lifer with the Heat. Yeah, been, that's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, I I pretty much agree with what you guys just said. I don't think Warren. Um, I, I mean, obviously he's not going to keep up the pace he was on. He's not going to drop fifty in the series like he did uh, in the first game of the regular season return. Um, I do think he can still do well, but I just think that the Heat are, are able to overwhelm him between throwing Butler on him. Crowder, they just got a lot of like really intense defensive players, mm-hmm. and when he doesn't have like much of a second option to help him out with Sabonis being out, um, I just think it's going to be overwhelming. So I think they'll make the games interesting, but I think Heat in five. I think the Pacers can get one, but that sounds good. Heat in five. So moving on to the West, I think overall we got a lot more really competitive first round series in the West. I think in the second round, the East will be really fun to watch, but as far as first round, the West has got pretty much all really interesting series mm-hmm. so starting off we have the lakers playing the trailblazers who punched their ticket yesterday by beating the grizzlies in the play-in um obviously damian lillard has been playing out of his mind but is that enough to make it a series against the lakers who have been pretty much the best team for the majority of the year i'm looking at this being actually a very close series i see it going seven really and uh, I'll, I'll explain this take i look at this team in the portland trailblazers and they match up extremely well Against the Miami, against the Lakers, and we'll say the Miami Heat because we were just talking about them at length. Sorry, but the Portland Trailblazers have solid defensive anchors in Hassan Whiteside and um, Nurkic, and then they also have excellent guard scorers in 
Damian Lillard, obviously, and CJ McCollum. And those are the two greatest weaknesses and the greatest shutoff valves to the train that is the, the Los Angeles Lakers. So if anything, they can give a good one-two punch against them and maybe maybe blow the wind out of their sails of the Lakers and kind of make them more vulnerable for series to come. Because the last thing LeBron wants is to even make it a five or six or even seven game yeah. series against a lowly eighth seed. But I think we're going to be seeing an excellent, excellent series out of Damian Lillard. He's showed no signs of cooling down. He's just been kind of, kind of going out there and just been putting up Kobe-like numbers of just everyone just get on yeah. my back. This is what, what we're going to do. And I think if you shut down um, Anthony Davis and you just make it all LeBron, that could be a very interesting series. Definitely. Uh, I agree with a lot of the points that you just made. Um, CJ McCollum, Dame Lillard, uh, who are you going to have guarding them? Caruso, Caldwell Pope. So definitely they're going to be torching them uh, offensively uh, unless they make some kind of defensive. Imagine uh, if they put LeBron on Dame Lillard. <laughs> Honestly, I like coming down to the wire. For these guys, I, I agree. I think it is going to go six or seven, um, but I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if they do something like that to try to stop them. The Lakers are going to win this game. Sorry, win, win out this series, but I think it's going to go to six, close to what Cole just said. But I, th- I, I think this is probably going to be like this is not going to be a traditional like like first seed versus eight seed, mm-hmm. like 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 going to the going to the East. Like we we all know that the Bucks are going to dismantle the Magic. I. I think think that this is gonna be really close. Uh, in order for in order for the Trailblazers to win, they like Dame and CJ McCollum literally have to like go off like every single game. Like there cannot not be any excuses. Carmelo Anthony has to has, has to hit his shots. There, I mean, there, the there can't be LeBron. there can't be any bickering between all the teams. I think I think Nurkic has to play his role good. Uh, going to going up to the Lakers side, Anthony Davis had a awful bubble. Like, like he was he was like one of the worst players in the league. Like like coming from his stand. He was he was not he was not himself. LeBron only averaged I think like twenty points per game. He he has to be more of a more of a certified scorer in this I believe. So I, I I do see the Lakers winning this, but I, I feel like it's going to go to the six, and it won't be as easy as people think it will be. I I think it's going to be Lakers in five. Um, I think the Trailblazers will give them a huge like a a really tough time. I think Lillard will go off, but there's a few things uh, working against them. One, the fact they've already to the Lakers eight and they've been going hard in those games the Lakers locked up the one seed like early on in the return so they're kind of cruising and the the Blazers were like 110 percent all go every game because they really had a gun for that eight seed they were a couple games behind the Grizzlies when they came back Mm -hmm. so I think fatigue will play a factor and then um like you mentioned Cole yeah if you can take Davis out and make it all about LeBron that makes it a lot harder for the Lakers but I, I I don't see the um Blazers being able to do that I think Nurkic is not a good enough defender, and I think Whiteside's like a good rim protector, but I don't think he has the athleticism to just like guard Davis in post-up scenarios, especially if he's like stretching the floor like he can, hitting threes. Mm-hmm. Are you going to really have Whiteside uh, on the perimeter? Um, so I think I, I really want to see that like the upset would be cool to see, or at least a really good series. And I think you'll see some ridiculous moments from Lillard, but I think the Lakers will just overwhelm them in the end. Um, Did you guys? Guard- sorry, sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't do. <laughs> uh, did you guys see that CJ McCollum has like a lower back fracture? Like, like, like oh like yeah. So he's been playing. He's been playing with that since, for like, the is- last like eight games. So hopefully that doesn't become eventually worse. Because if they do, I, then they have no chance. Well, I mean, it seemed like it wasn't slowing him down. Because uh, apparently it's been happening the past three games, but he looked fine against the Grizzlies. Um, yeah, he played well. 
if I could uh, say something back to adding to what Jake was saying, this is like LeBron didn't make the playoffs last year. And that's something that like I personally totally forgot about. So, mm-hmm. you know, even though he hasn't been looking as strong uh, these past few games, um, I think he's, he's going to be, he's going to be in the zone. He's, he's going off. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's, Isn't it he's, hilarious, he's, he's, like, he's all those LeBron trash comments that he said, like, well, everyone counted me out this, this year. It's like, dude, everyone, no was, like, yeah, everyone was giving you the consensus number one pick, uh, number one seat. You have Anthony Davis now, too. Okay, yeah, like, he's top three in the MVP, MVP votes. <laughs> yeah, it's like, if you consider yourself a Jordan-like player, then you don't miss the playoffs. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, next up series there, Jake. So that'll be the two seed, the Clippers versus the Mavericks. The Mavericks, just like the Trailblazers are a very good eight seed, are a very good seven seed um, between Luca and Chris Dobson and some of their role players. Hmm. Um, but do you think it'll be like just one of those like series where like Luca puts up some nice stats and they lose, or can they actually like test the Clippers? So I think they can test the Clippers, but I'm still going to be giving it four games to the Clippers just to sweep the Mavericks. And the reason why I say this is because I think you're going to see Kawhi Leonard on Luka Doncic the whole time. Or you're going to see a switch off between an elite defender in Paul George or Kawhi yeah. Leonard shifting off from position to position there because I think they actually match up well against Luka and I think that's going to create a lot of problems for him. Not Maybe not scoring per se, but they run the offense through him. And so I think they're going to be shutting down a lot of opportunities of getting him involved being the focal point of the offense. And I think Przingis is just going to be it's going to be too tough of a challenge to kind of hold the weight of that offense on his shoulders. And the, the Mavericks bench is a little bit suspect. So I, I view the Clippers as being um, a, a sweep here because I think Montres Harrell and Lou Williams are just too potent of secondary guys to be coming off here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Clippers definitely are the deeper team here. Uh, and defensively, you know, as you just said, they're, they're definitely tough, but I can see this game uh, or the series going to five, uh, you know, Luca obviously is, you know, we've seen what he can do. He puts up big numbers. But then again, um, that defensive team is tough. It's it's going to come down to, you know, role players like Seth Curry, um, you know, and Chris Stapps, you know, stepping up, having big games, because uh, obviously they're going to be really uh, clamping on Luca. I think. So, but ultimately, I think it, Clippers are coming out in five. Mm. I think that uh... – the, the Clippers are going to come out on this, but I think it's going to go to six games solely on the fact that uh, I think it's going to be competitive on the Mavericks side. Uh, Cole, Cole, you just said that uh, they're not your traditional seven seed. Like, <laughs> they're very good for, for where they're seated as, uh, as they are right now. But uh, Luka needs to continue his dominance. He, he, had, he, he had an amazing uh, bubble performance. Even with Chris Desperzingas, I believe that they were both on the first team uh, all bubble that uh, the NBA put out. But um, I, I think that... Uh, in order for, they, for them to come out on top uh, in the series, uh, they're going to have some really good performances from Seth Curry, from Tim Hardaway Jr., mm. uh, Marky Kleber, like, like, like all, all those just like those scoring uh, role players that they have in this team. But I, I, I feel that the defensive prowess of uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George is really going to come out mm. on this. So I got uh, Clippers in six. Yeah, um, I pretty much – agree with everything you guys said um the Mavericks did you know were the number one rated off uh team based on offensive rating in the whole NBA this year mm-hmm. so they have like an elite offense led by Luca, but I think he's going to struggle heavily one because like you said you can throw Paul George and Kawhi Leonard just rotating on him and that's not just going to make it hard to score he's going to get worn down 
having those two guys guard him. And then they got guys who are smaller but can get super physical, like Pat Beverly. Um, they can even throw Marcus mm-hmm. Morris on him, who's just another tough, gritty defender. Um, and I think it's going to overwhelm Luca. But not only that, I think there's a lot of pressure on this guy, considering he's still only in his second year, and he's still what? Is he 20 or 21? 20, he's 21. Yeah, so like that's, <laughs> that's a ton of pressure on a guy to lead a team against a guy who's won finals MVP twice in Kawhi, another star in Paul George. Like he's going up against a lot as a 21-year-old. Um, I do think Porzingis will have a good series because the Clippers' one weakness is they don't really have a great like rim protector or big man. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll see a good series from Porzingis. I think the Mavericks will show some fight, but I, I think ultimately it will be Clippers in five. I think Luka and Porzingis will find a way to get a win, but they're just going to get overwhelmed by the Clippers' depth. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so that's the two-versus-seven matchup. Moving on to the three-versus-six, we got the Nuggets versus the Jazz. And uh, the Nuggets have had a few different guys kind of come out of the blue with um, Bol Bol and Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. So they're looking as deep as ever, and they're looking like a really good team. The Jazz were looking better coming into the bubble. They now um, – Bogdanovich never played in the bubble. Now Michael Conley will not be there uh, for this series. He left the bubble. Do they have enough depth to even give the Nuggets a fight, or will this kind of be a quick series? Nope. Four games. That's it. Yep. I'm saying four. That's it. I I don't know. I, I, I got this going to six solely on the fact that um, the, I, I think that Donovan Mitchell is a very good player. I like Rudy Gobert. I think that uh, they both got to step up, though, in order for that to happen. Jokic is, is, is a top three center in the game. They, 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 they just surround Jokic like, like perfectly for what he has to do as a team. They have Michael Porter, yeah. they have Jamal Murray. Like that, that team is just like built so well around him. It, it's crazy. But um, I do feel like Denver can be really slow sometimes. And, I, mm. I, I, and uh, Utah is one of the best defensive teams in the league. So I feel like that can uh, come in factor towards this. But I, I, I ultimately have Denver coming out in six games. Yeah, I, I think <clears throat> that's pretty much what it comes down to. The, the Jazz were not a deep team to begin this year. Mm-hmm. And then they came into the bubble without Bogdanovich, who was quietly putting up 20 a game. Now they lost Mike Conley, who's probably their second best ball handler on the team. It's like, how much can you put on Mitchell's shoulders? This will be the third year in a row where at a young age, he's just being asked to carry them. And he's had some success with it, but I mean, yeah, Gobert might help. He'll, he'll play some good, pretty good defense on Jokic, you got to hope, but I don't think they got enough scoring behind Mitchell to make it a series. I think they're, they're good enough and they're a little bit of a playoff tested team where they might steal a game or two, but I think I'd go Nuggets and probably Nuggets and five for that series. Um, it won't be too much of a fight from the Jazz. Real quick, does anyone find like the Utah Jazz to be completely useless? Like very boring. Yeah, the way they play, like a grit and grind, like defensive team. It's like everyone's like, "Oh, I love Donovan Mitchell and love watching." It's like, dude, you you haven't sat down and watched a Utah Jazz game in quite some time. It's like, it's like, oh, it's just horrendous. Like, for one, I I, I despise Rudy Gobert just because yeah. I I just don't like the way he runs at all. And I he's like really good, but he just brings me really awkward looking out there. And I just. Just his face just makes me mad whenever I watch. Like I just like I want to. I, I don't know. It's it's like him and Kelly Olenek just drive me insane. Oh my so, god, Kelly! Yeah, just those those two big men that play completely different styles just drive me insane. And also Rudy Gobert's demeanor drives me insane as well. So that's my two cents on the Jazz. <laughs> Cole is a thanks for chipping in. <laughs> Cole, Cole does not like you to talk. Yeah. No, do not like him. No, I mean, but other than Mitchell, they are kind of a boring team. He, he yeah. though, he's a, he's a highlight rail. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then the last first-round matchup, 
we got is the Rockets as the four seed taking on the Thunder. So this could have been a lot cooler if we could have seen – well, we don't know yet if Westbrook's out for the whole series, I guess, but seeing him face his former team the first year he leaves would have been pretty crazy. But we still got Chris Paul taking on the Rockets who decided to discard him because they thought he was done. And he's had quite a redemption year. You know, they had 0.2% chance to make the playoffs going into this year. They not only made it, but they're the fifth seed. Mm -hmm. um, definitely not an easy first-round matchup for the Rockets. I do think they're the better team, but where do you guys think this series goes? So I think uh, James Harden's going to sleepwalk his way through this series, and he's going to put up 50 in the process each and every game, and they're going to dismantle the Thunder in four games. In five games, wow. sorry. Yep, five games. I think Chris Paul's real cool. He's a firecracker of a person. <laughs> He barks a lot, but he doesn't know how to bite. So, congratulations. He bounced yourself out of the playoffs first round. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to say Rockets in five. Uh, I, I could see four, but I, I think five. I mean, because OKC is definitely a good team, but, um, you know, Rockets are just offensively just too fast for them and, um, you know, too good, yeah. obviously. Harden. Harden, I think, is going to have an insane series like this. He's so close now. Uh, and I honestly, I'm rooting for him. I, I think he deserves he deserves a ring. Um, so, Also, yeah, can I I'm, just I'm, take a minute to bash on Bill Simmons right now? For a guy that <laughs> says he knows a lot about basketball, and I, I, I congratulate him because he's actually very talented and a very good broadcaster and knows a ton about basketball. But to come out and say, like, James Harden gets cheap assists, like, can we, can we just put that to yeah. bed as just being a dumb yeah. statement? Yeah, that was really – what does that even mean? If, if you actually watch him, like Harden's a good team player. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, people just base it off what they see. And, I mean, sometimes he does take a lot of shots, but he can hit them. And so, yeah, that, no, that's, a dumb, that's a dumb take. I think that they are very evenly matched on both sides. But I'm going to go with the upset on this one. I'm going to say that OKC is going to come out in seven games. I think that's solely in the fact because Westbrook is seven. not playing – uh, for the for the uh, what we know so far, he mm -hmm. he probably will eventually come back. Anyways, I like OKC's bench a lot. I think it's I think it's very deep. They got Dennis Schroeder, who was a uh, he was in the conversation for Sixth Man of the Year. I think he's very well. They got they got Dennis Schroeder. Uh, they got Chris Paul, who's a great leader. Shai Shai Gilgis Alexander, who who's uh, becoming one of the uh, better younger players on uh, the radar. Anyways, but uh, I think that uh, Stephen Adams really has a step up. Mm. PJ Tucker is, is, is going to be in the corner the whole time, just just ready for those corner three balls. So like, I I do feel like that uh, Rockets are going to get ripped on the rebounds, but I just don't. I I just feel like it's going to be very evenly matched, and I got the Thunder winning it out in seven games in a very hard series. Wow. Yeah, I I have Rockets in six. I think the Thunder will give them a hard time. And the thing you said about rebounds is true, but that's pretty much true against any team they'll ever play. If you're running with PJ Tucker as your center, you're kind of admitting defeat on the rebound battle yes. and trying to take the trade off for more floor spacing, more defensive, like the ability to switch on defense. They're waving the white flag on the rebound fight pretty much every night. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, the thing about, I agree about, I'd like to see Harden win one. I don't, I don't think this is the year he will, but I just, cause with every player, like say like someone goes off, drops 50, like Lillard did, or so many other players did for the most part. Like if you look, people are just like happy for them and like, like, pretty like positively receiving the news whereas if it's hardened no matter what it is it's oh how many turnovers did he have or oh mm -hmm. how many shots he shot what like seven for 20 horrible shooting percentage for some reason no matter what he does he does it's like there's always like a like a but like there's like mm -hmm. a caveat to it same with another one is oh how many free throws did he take he dropped he's a professional like 
uh, like he has a professional ability to draw free throws or his defense. So like, there's a lot yeah, of things. Yeah. About yeah. I get that Jake. Like a lot of people just criticize him for actually being a, a knowledgeable basketball player. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, it's like, congratulations. Like this dude's like, they're making fun of him for playing the system. It's like, dude, as long as he's getting those calls and as long as he's going to the free throw line, like why are you bashing him? Like yeah. if he's getting that call, if anyone was getting that call in the NBA, they're going to be, that's going to be one of the focal points in the offense is getting to someone to the line, which is why I hate Brad Stevens' agenda of just not wanting any of his players to get to the line. I hate that. That's oh, one, been one of my biggest complaints for the Brad Stevens era Celtics is that we seem to have an inability to A, grab rebounds, and B, get to the foul line. And I also mm-hmm. think not only will James Harden be sleepwalking through the series and be able to average 50, he'll also be doing a moonwalk. <laughs> Uh, during the series and be able to walking out of the series after dropping 50 a night yeah he's going to be doing moonwalk he's going to be pulling out the the disco ball he's just going to be pulling out all the moves and just not not give a care in the world to this little old uh chris paul (laughs) can i name it a few uh facts uh for a little bit on the other side so uh overall the thunder ranks second in defensive rating so I think I think that is very underrated due to the fact that uh, I don't know I, I I just feel like since they're from OKC not a lot of people are just like 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 they were always they were counting out from the beginning I, I think it goes more towards the backstory as well Chris Paul was traded for Russell Westbrook I, I feel like people forget sometimes and so it, I I feel like the Thunder have a huge chip on their shoulder and so mm-hmm. I. I I'm, I'm just going based off all the backstory on this. It's and, cute yeah. to have a chip on the shoulder, but I'll just resort one back to a, a play. Remember, did you see the play where Jimmy Butler ran over Chris Paul? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. If, if, you, if you substituted the NBA playoff logo uh, as Jimmy Butler and then Chris Paul being that aggressive player against uh, Duncan there, I think that's what it just was. Like, whenever the playoffs come by, Chris Paul just pulls a hammy or uh, just gets into his yeah. – he, he, he's nothing. Chris Paul is nothing. <laughs> It's, well, it, he did throw a ball at Duncan, Duncan Robinson's like face or something. I know he. I know he threw a ball. That was dumb. So. Just like no. I one thing about that is I personally I'm not a huge Jimmy Butler fan. I feel like he's a bit of a hardo. Mm, like yeah. I don't really think that hard-o. like what he did was warranted. And that's like the second time. Like that whole T.J. Warren scuffle. Butler completely let his emotions get the best of him and just did a reckless foul just to like get personal revenge. Like as the leader of a team, you can't really be doing that. I think Jimmy Butler's way too worried about like being a tough guy and not about like just yes. doing what it takes to get the win sometimes. Jimmy Butler was on the JJ Reddick podcast and JJ Reddick, mm-hmm. uh, obviously they were teammates last year and Reddick was like asking him like questions about like, Oh, what happened last year? What happened to the downfall? And basically like Reddick said to Jimmy Butler's face, like you're hard to work with. Like, like he was saying like your yeah. ego pretty much gets like the best of you. So it's, mm-hmm. it, I mean, like the whole entire Timberwolves situation was just like a mess. That like, as well. Yes. Terrible. Just like actually like freaking out on his like, I, I totally, I, I kind of forget what the story was, but it seemed like it wasn't good. I mean, he, he didn't yeah. like how like Wiggins and like Cat like didn't like show like any effort. Like he didn't like like how the team was like assemble, not like assemble, but like like the culture around it. Not everyone was putting much effort. Like, he kind of knew oh, that yeah, he, yeah. he was in Loserville. So yeah, I mean, look, like Wiggins has been a bit of a bust, and Carl Anthony Towns hasn't really ever won, although he has a lot of talent. But like, at what point is it like maybe Jimmy Butler needs to take things in his yes. own hand? He got traded from the Bulls because that team stunk after Rose got hurt. Then he gets traded from the Timberwolves a year later because he didn't like the young guys. Goes to the Sixers on a stacked team with Embiid and Simmons. Lose to the Raptors. Doesn't do much there. And then leaves for the Heat. So, like, he's yeah. got his own I mean, they were one game away from the finals, though, Jake. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no, conference finals. But, yeah. I mean, 
they were. That's true. That that's actually honestly a really good point because like that's that's crazy how close they came to beating the eventual champion, mm-hmm. a triple back on the rim. But still, he's he just never got it done on his own, and I feel like he's criticized every team he's ever left. Yeah, but being one game away from the conference finals and that legendary Kawhi Leonard shot, I, I think what the 76ers had going on was something very interesting with Jimmy Butler. And I honestly thought when he um, was signed by the Miami Heat, he was kind of accepting an early retirement. But he's he's done yeah. pretty well down there. And it's not my words, it's his. When he said, I took this Miami job because I knew special things happened down here. I know Pat Riley can get talent to to come down here. So maybe he's, he's banking on the fact that someone better will come, you know? So that's, that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking about that Miami Heat team. Yeah. I mean, that is, that is true. What he's, what he's taken that Heat team to, who was kind of just floating in between, should we keep contending or should we rebuild? He transformed them in a year. Um, credit to their front office though, too. They found some like gems and like Duncan Robinson, Kendrick Nunn. I mean, for Kendrick Nunn to be on the ballot for rookie of the year, Bam. he's undrafted. But- that's that's incredible. He was definitely twenty two points at one point. He 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 was yeah. He was being, he was being he a like burst onto the scene like right at the beginning of the year, like yeah. instantly. Um, but one one more Butler thing, and uh, like you're saying, Cole, the more you the more you talk about that Sixer team last year, the more if they kept it together, I think they could have been really good. Why did they Why did they choose to pay Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler? Because the whole thing was like <laughs> they didn't want to give like a fifth year to Butler or whatever because he was already like too old by the end of his contract they thought so instead they gave more money like like 30 something a year to tobias harris who's pretty <laughs> much just like a like role player so that was, that was a really sketchy decision on elton brand's part did, did you guys uh going go, well not really based off of that but did you guys hear that uh jimmy beller is running a coffee shop out of his disney hotel room he is yeah. charging 20 dollars for a cup of coffee yeah Smart. yeah 20 20. <laughs> Why? What? You can't get coffee down there? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, he, he has, like, some, like, special machine. What, he brought, like, an espresso machine? Like, Jimmy, <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Butler's no longer Jimmy Butler. It's, like, uh, it's like uh, his, Johnny. The Jimmy Boone. Butler barista. Jimmy <laughs> Boulet. <laughs> Jimmy barista. <laughs> Buddy Mello and Jimmy barista. <laughs> He also said, he's like, oh, everyone here can afford that, so why not charge it? It's like, a, I mean, I guess that's true, but cheap. Uh, I wonder how much business he's getting. And, well, and it's not even, it's not even like, like, like the small is not like $5. Like, the small is 20 the medium is 20 and the large is 20 They're all $20, no matter well, what cup you get. I was just about to uh, commend Jimmy Butler because he, uh, I know he went to Marquette for four years, so maybe he took a few economics classes there, and so he can charge 20 because the supply and demand is is obviously there, but he then worked himself into quite the predicament by charging the same price for, for every single size. So <laughs> that's, that's when you, you know, like competition can come in here and easily undercut him for a, yeah, simply a $15 medium. I sure. mean, we're definitely going to have to keep a close eye on that in the next few weeks. Uh, <laughs> selling the Looney Tunes type uh, copy where he's like, <laughs> he's juicing it, you know? <laughs> Hopefully we have an update for next week. <laughs> See if sales are up during the playoffs. He shaves the rest of his beard just to keep his mustache, just so he can suit the. Uh, <laughs> he also he also then gets um, 
what do they call those things in the ears? Gauges. He gets gauges in his ears and a nose ring. So he, can really he, gets, he gets a septum ring. And then he might already have this under wraps, but he could be spelling every single person's name wrong on the cup that he gives it to. So he could really be, he could be on his way to barista stardom. Yeah, especially the guys he doesn't like. It's like, he's, it's like Chris Paul's cup says Cliff Paul. <laughs> TJ Warren is TJ Boring. He's real petty with it, not even mean, just like. So that's it. That's our takes on the first round. Um, before we go, I just since the playoffs haven't started yet, this is the last chance to ask you guys that. Who's everyone's pick for the NBA champion while there's a clean slate and no team's played a game yet? That's a that's a hot one. Well, I'm gonna go Los Angeles Clippers. Yeah, I think I think I'm gonna have to go with the Clippers too. I think Clippers are coming out of this. I'm gonna go with the Toronto Raptors. Whoa, hey, repeat. Whoa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that wait seriously? Oh yes. I, th- I think Toronto is going to make it. I think they're going to play the Lakers. I think they're going to win in six. Wow, not not even – LeBron can't even get to a game seven. Nope. Oh. Wow. I mean, that team is super underrated. I think they can make some noise, but I'm going to go with the Clippers too for winning it. I've been on that pretty much since they built their team. When they got Kawhi and Paul George last year, they're mm. just, in my opinion, instantly the best team. They're just too deep, too talented. Um, but so there you have it. We'll see if um, any uh, – takes from this uh, episode get exposed in, uh, by next Sunday. We'll see where the series are at. But that's we're pretty much all in agreement with the first round series. We'll see how they play out. I think for the most part, we'll be correct because there's not too many that will be that hotly like contested. The games might be good, but I think the series, we know how they'll turn out. But um, we'll take a look at it next week. So, PJ, Cole, Sam, this was definitely a fun one. And we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Signing off, brothers. <laughs>